Well, after a brief but hectic romance, James meets Betty, and Carl, the nephew of Mr. Race's business partner, were married. They're on their honeymoon even now, as we look in on the Ace's bungalow a few evenings later and find Mr. Race with his evening paper and Jane with some very sad thoughts as Marge enters from her room dressed to go out. Didn't you have a taxi walking for me out there, did you? What? You didn't have uh, a... Oh, never mind. I'll see for myself. Where are you going, Marge? You're going to have a taxi for me. I need to meet downtown. You said you can't be here at half past eight. Oh, well, you still got ten minutes, then. No, I don't see it out there. It's only 8.20. You still got ten minutes. Where are you and Neil going? <laughs> Where'd you get that hat? All right, now. No cracks about my hat. <laughs> I heard a man say the other day that he used to get scared when he saw the bills for his wife's hat. Now he gets scared when he sees the hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, this isn't that bad, is it? How do you like it, Jane? Jane? Why? How's this hat look on me? Oh, it's lovely, Mars. You look stunned. Oh, I do. Yes, it's lovely. You look like you just stepped out of the dining room. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I meant about the hat. Well, then, I must say you don't sound very enthused about it. Well, I'm not very happy tonight. No? What's wrong, Jane? Well, with Betty gone, it's just kind of lonesome here. Just the two of us left here. Well, that's not very flattering to me, Jane. Oh, I said it looked lovely, Mark. No, I mean, I'm still here. What do you mean, just the two of you alone? Oh. Well, in ten minutes, we'll be alone, dear. Just the two of us. It was just a year ago that she came here to live with us. And now... And now she's married and happy, and look at you. You're positively miserable. Why, Jane, you wanted her to get married. You worked for it. Yes, I know. But just the same, it is lonesome here. Just the two of us left alone, dear. Yes, getting old and gray. Yes, getting old and gray. Who? <laughs> not you, Jay. Do I look old to you, dear? Oh, of course not. After all, a man's as old as he looks, and a woman's as old as she likes. <laughs> a man's as old as he looks? I don't understand you, Jane. All this time you were working your head off to find some nice boy for Betty's man. I know, Mark, but you don't understand what I mean. I understand that your sister wanted you to find somebody for Betty, and now that you did, and what a find it is. Say, I'll bet your sister's happy about it. Well, yes, I guess so, but I just got this letter today. She cried when she wrote it. She cried? Yes, after all, it was a shock to her when I sent that telegram. Oh, yes, of course it was a shock, but a pleasant shock, wasn't it? Well, yes, but, well, here's what she says. I'll read you part of it. Uh, let me see what she says about being shocked. Um... Are you sure his uncle has all that money you said? He, no, no, that isn't the point. Well, that's, uh, that's shocking enough right there. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait. Let me see if I can find where she cried. Uh, maybe the uncle can find something for Betty's father to do in the... No, mm. no, that isn't it either. Well, that sounds like a cry for help. Oh, but she cried terribly in some places because oh. the ink is all... Oh, here it is. Now, listen to this. You know, Jane, I had always dreamed of a big, beautiful wedding. But as things turned out, I wasn't even at the wedding at all. My only child... That's what you cried. Look at the block where Yes, yes. Go on, Jane. Read some more. Um, my only child... Well, I guess a mother must expect her children to grow up and go away, even as our mother did. Uh-huh. And speaking of mother, of course, she was very happy about the news. She... 
had been having some terrible pains in the leg, and she went to a big specialist last week. And after he examined her, he told her that all her teeth must come out. Mother was so disgusted that she took out her upper and lower plate and laid them on the doctor's desk and walked what? out. What? <laughs> what? Well, that's what it says here. I can imagine the look on that doctor's face. Oh, but... I got to tell that to you tonight. Oh, I got a call, sir. Yes, I think I do hear a horn. Oh, I've got to go. Well, so long, Jesse's stepfather. <laughs> you ought to be very happy that he's so comfortably married. I'll try to get him late tonight, so I'll see you breakfast in the morning. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Marge. Good night, Marge. Alone. Just a feeling. Oh, stop it. You're giving me the sleep. What's the matter with you? Don't you understand, dear? Here we are, you and I, and these four walls alone. Well, the six of us should be very happy there, Jane. Six? I don't get what you're driving at. Well, let me see if I can explain it. Yes, I wish you would. Well, it's just that there's nothing to do. Nothing to do? No, we just get to sit here like a bum on a log, toddling our thumbs. We do, right? Well, nothing to think about. Before, at least, I was busy trying to think of somebody for Betty to marry. Oh, I think I see. Well, tomorrow... What? Came the dawn. You finally understood. Oh, came the dawn. Yes. Yeah, you're not happy unless you're meddling in somebody's business. Oh, I like to help people. Yeah, you certainly helped the romance between Betty and Carl. I certainly did. Who thought of introducing them? Yeah, but who thought of making Mr. Nestle mad that he almost stopped them from getting married? Don't change the subject. Didn't I introduce them if it hadn't been yes, for yes, me? Yes, 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 I know, Jane. So that's what the you find yourself without somebody's business to butt in. Oh, it's not exactly I that. know exactly what it is, and I don't understand it. Why can't you just be content to let life go on smoothly without any help from you? I like to help people. You like to mix in with other people's problems. That yes, the... and if I can help, I'm glad to do it. Well, some things work out without any help, especially the kind you give. Can't you just find let things go with your own life to worry about? Well, Betty was my own yes, life. Yes, I know, but you don't get what I mean. I take right now, for instance, everything's quiet to read. Not a worry, is it? And yet you're worrying because there isn't a worry. Just can't sit here like a bum on a log and not do anything. Why? Why? Yes, I'd like to understand your philosophy, James. Look, aren't there enough trouble to crop up in everyday life without borrowing trouble? Do you have to look for it? You certainly don't have to sit around here moping because somebody has a problem that you can lend a helping hand to. That's well enough alone and be thankful that things are going so well. Don't you see what I mean? I mean that you don't have to have troubles to be happy, do you? Well, I like to have something to think about. But what have I got now? Here we are, just the two of us alone. Oh, the door. Yeah, here we were, just the two of us alone. I wonder who this is. Uh, just a minute, I'll go there. I wonder who can be trying to help you I don't know, but it's ten to one. You'll find something to mix in here. Hello, Mother. Okay, well, this is a surprise. How are you, Toby? Oh, fine. Is Uncle H home? Yes, fine. Come in. Dear, look at you. Yeah, hello, Toby. Hello, Uncle H. How are you? Oh, pretty good. That's good. I don't have to ask how you are. You look in the paint. Oh, he does not. He's just kidding. You look fine, Toby. Where are you? Well, I've been busy working. Where? At the dance hall. I got my job back. You remember where I used to work last year as a bouncer? Oh, yeah. Well, I got promoted. 
I'm cheap bouncer now. Oh, cheap yeah. bouncer. Wow. I've got two other bouncers working under me. Well, he didn't never see you anymore. I know, Mother, but I've been so busy. Did you hear about Betty? Oh, what happened? What happened? She just got married, that's all. Married? Who to? Carl. Paul Neff. His uncle's uncle lady partner. Gee, that's what? Why didn't somebody invite me to the wedding? There wasn't any wedding. They know. Yeah. They're on their honeymoon now. Isn't it exciting? Well, uh, what's new? Oh, not much. Where is that name? Yeah, I know that. I just told you that, remember? Oh, no, I wasn't telling you that. I was just thinking it over. No, I think you were telling uh, yes, me that. Yes, yes, got that straight out there. How's it happen you're not working tonight, folks? Oh, it's at one night a week off. I usually go somewhere else on my night off, but tonight I thought I'd come here. Oh, well, where do you usually go? Oh, somewhere. Where? Oh, somewhere. Where, Kelsey? Well, well, I go dancing. Dancing on your night off? Dancing with girls? Yeah, with girls. What girls do you take to dance? Oh, I don't take them. I go dance. Then when I get there, if I see a girl I like, I kind of cut in. I have a fellow she's good, don't like it, and he tries to get tough. Then a bouncer comes and tries to bounce me. That's how I find out how other people run the bouncing business. Keeps me on my toes. Oh, all the incredible. What is that? Uh, nothing, Jane. But what I came here for tonight is something else. Mother, you can't wait. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was two years ago that you adopted me from that office. Remember? Two years. Is it that long? Oh, yes. Two years next week. And I got to thinking, now that I'm doing so good, I'd like to go back and give a party for the kids I used to know back there. A party? Yeah, a big party. Like some of the other fellas used to do when they got out and started doing good. They used to come back, and sometimes they came back years later with a car and a chauffeur, too. That's what I want to do. You want to be a chauffeur? Yeah. No. I want to drive up and throw a big party for all the kids I used to know there. How for the new ones that came in after I left? Well, why all this? Because it gives them ideas that maybe somebody, someday they can, they can do it too. You know, get out someday and make good. Just because you're an orphan, there's no reason you have to be and you can't do good. I want to see other fellas and some of the girls too. When they can come back and they do a party, well, it kind of makes the kids there feel like there's a chance for them. Very magnanimous. You're okay, Cookie. Then I can do it? Throw the party like Sure. I mean about the car. Car? What about the car? Well, can I borrow your car and drive up in it when I throw the party? Oh, well, now, wait a minute. Do you need a car? I sure. Mean... I want to show the kids I've done good. But it's not your car. Well, they don't know it. Oh. And I got the money saved up for the party. All the things I'm going to buy. And presents, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mother. A lot of fellas did it while I was there. And the women, too. They used to come back and throw parties like that. Oh, I see. And you want to do it now? Yeah. After two years out of the orphanage, I became successful. Oh, you did? Sure, I got everything I want. Oh. I want to show them I'm thankful for it. I've been a lot of sandwiches of pop and cake and sandwiches for children. Now, wait a minute. You let me attend to that part. Oh, he's happy again. Well, he can't bring sandwiches here. They need something hot. Now, you just leave that part to me, Pokey. I'll go over and have a talk with that woman there. Uh, what's her name? Who? The one I talked to when I adopted you. Mrs. Duffy? Oh, yes, Mrs. Duffy. We'll arrange the whole thing. But I want to do it, Mother. Now, Pokey, Mother, no sense. You can't do it your way. Thank you. We'll have a nice party, and you'll be the host. 
Well, James happy once again. He has something to keep her busy. Just how she goes about arranging Sophie's party and what complications that may lead to, we learn in the next week, the easy eight.